Welcome aboard Sprout One. I'm your host, Dave Algio, Chief Sprout Sweater. Buckle up and enjoy this short journey into our inner world where metaphor, meaning and mind collide. Episode 3, Midlife Crisis Mismanagement. 3.44am, again. Why is it always 3.44? And I'm awake. It's not just like a gentle stirring and drifting back off to sleep. I'm awake, wide awake, like so many mornings these days. And I'm thinking the same thoughts. I can't do this anymore. There's that familiar clamp-like feeling down the side of my head and neck. It's ever-present lately, and it's just crushing. And physically, it's like my head was being ground in the dust between the jaws of a heavy vice. It, it, It represents how I feel inside, too. That sense of who I am just being squeezed into pulp. Looking at that clock again. I feel dreadful. I have to get off for work soon. How do I escape this? I don't know what to do. I can't do this anymore. And yet, I have done every day for as long as I can remember, and I'll continue to do so. I continue to lie in quiet desperation, as the Pink Floyd song, Time, so brilliantly puts it. But I eventually fall asleep around 4.45am, knowing that I'd have to drag myself out of bed an hour or so later. Well, that was 20 years ago, and I can still feel those feelings if I try hard, so I don't try hard. I don't indulge those memories. And looking back, I do so probably more with a sense of compassion and forgiveness than I than I was at the time. It's never allowed myself at the time. Um, if only I could go back in time and share what I know now. Uh, maybe I would have woken up to what I was doing to myself and taken back some power and changed my life sooner, and not in not so a destructive way. End of the midlife crisis mismanagement. And I guess that's the point of this episode. I talked about it last week in um, Schedule for Destruction. Those feelings that start to arise, potentially in many of us, I would say many more than we probably are aware, that feeling that, is this it? You know, the, the years behind us are ever increasing, the years potentially ahead are decreasing. Is this it? And that could be a disconcerting feeling. And if we ignore it, as I indicated last week, we it can only build and, and mount and create more problems and, and lead us to feel more crushed, trapped, and perhaps engaging in less positive coping strategies. And it can potentially lead to that feeling of crisis at the extreme. But that's the problem, isn't it, with this phrase, midlife crisis? <sighs> Firstly, does it happen in midlife? Well, that little segment that I talked to you just said in the beginning there that wasn't in my midlife you know typically what 40 to 65 is classed as midlife it was in my 20s it took me years to actually start to do things later about it and what I did was pretty destructive I threw in the towel on my marriage um, breaking the heart of my wife my kids and myself and spent years beating myself up with guilt feeling lost not allowing myself to have anything in the way of a positive hope for the future or or life ahead. And it took me years to get over that. And that's what I'm talking about in terms of mismanagement. Because firstly, midlife, this midlife so-called crisis can happen anytime, younger or later in life than the so-called midlife. And the other aspect is, it's not always a crisis, and yet it becomes this cliche for many of us. We talk about the crisis, sometimes tongue-in-cheek, oh, look, he's having his midlife crisis, he's got himself a convertible car, whatever. The problem is, for some, it can end up in crisis, and that's where we need some serious intervention and support. For many of us, it starts 
a lot further down the continuum with those unsettling feelings, the is this it questions, the pushing it down and saying, wind your neck in, get it back on with life, sort it out, and ignoring it. And that bottling up of emotions and avoidance leads it really to it having nowhere to go. So it sits, it corrodes, it gets stronger and bigger, and it comes out somewhere. It's a bit like squashing slime. My daughter loves this slime stuff. I hate it. It gets everywhere. But that, that slime, you squeeze it and squash it, and it just comes in between your fingers. It gets out somehow. And that's what these feelings are like. And if we don't deal with it in a positive way, it will come out. And it was more likely to come out in the mismanagement approach in those feelings of feeling crushed trapped or lost in drowning it out with alcohol silence shutting down overworking acting out you know buying that new car those kinds of things they may not be classed as crisis but they're still potentially destructive or harmful and certainly those feelings are unsettling so how do we more positively manage that if you've ever experienced those questions if you find yourself potentially in what you would call a midlife crisis whatever age then how do we shift it to a more positive management approach rather than the more negative or allowing it to overtake us and become destructive for ourselves, the people around us and our world as we know it? Well, I kind of indicated this in the last episode. It is firstly about acknowledging those questions, the is is this it questions and the feelings that come with it. But it's then engaging in a process of acknowledging it and confronting the feelings, but in a constructive way, exposing them to the light and see what they're saying. But here's the thing, not accepting what they say or what you feel they tell you as the truth. Because your feelings are data, they're signals, they're there, they're they're being evoked or you're experiencing them for lots of reasons. But what they may be telling you may be misleading you. You know that cliche again about the grass is always greener. Your grass at the moment may not be that green or you perceive it not to be. And therefore the grass over there looks better. And the feelings may be saying, wouldn't it be better if, it'll be better if I do that or go there or do this or it'll be better when. That isn't potentially misleading. So how do we expose those feelings, confront them in a constructive way and then start to consider that what they really are trying to tell us. So what you first perceive as the problem is often not the real problem. That's generally something that I would say is a good rule of thumb. It may be, but often it's not. And as somebody who's worked with lots of people now over the years, and as somebody who's been coached, I know that what I often present to my coach is the problem, or what people come to coaching to discuss, and no doubt therapists experience this as well, is that the problem that is presented is often not the real issue. So this is where getting it out, confronting it, writing it down, journaling, talking to a trusted loved one or friend, preferably somebody, um, although we can we involve everybody in conversations, but preferably somebody who isn't as closely involved and has something at stake in it because we want a kind of unguarded, an unbiased sounding board for these. So that's the first thing to do. Then test and experiment with ideas, with things that you like or dislike. Because it's only through testing, experimenting in a safe and ethical way that we start to realise what is it that we really want and what is it that that satisfies that is this it question. And the key rules are don't burn bridges and and, and do manage your temptations. Because the world's full of temptations. I've talked about it'll be better when, it'll be better if I do this or I'll get there or have that or leave this or drop that. And again, that can be very misleading because the temptation can feel stronger in the face of 
those unsettling feelings. And that doesn't mean that that is the answer. So recognizing that and managing those temptations in the sense of recognizing that that is a temptation, I'm going to step away from it. Don't burn bridges. Don't wreck relationships. Leave a job, um, you know, send your notice in via Facebook photograph, whatever, you know, the kind of memes that we see. Don't do that until, or don't, don't do that in a destructive way, but don't do that impulsively or on the basis of those feelings and emotions hang back protect your downside protect the financial downside your relationships and make some considered decisions over time and what one of the things that i find really helpful is to start working out what you really don't want if you're not clear about what you do want because what you definitely don't want is often easier to identify i often think about it as a wide corridor that narrows down to a a, a a point where you know you, there's only you can get through at the other end and if you think about it the, the wide end of the corridor are all the things that you could do or are doing and if by gradual process of elimination weighing up the options protecting our downside being ethical we can start to eliminate some of the things i definitely don't want we start to a experience and do more of the stuff we do and less of the stuff we don't want to do some of the things we will have to do for the time being but gradually we start to move forward and down and down until we start to get a clearer picture of what we really want. And this is a work in progress. And sometimes it takes experimentation, testing, safe testing. Sometimes it takes a, a bit of courage and some, some conversations with people, finding out what I could do and how I could do it. And a good place to start is often with fitness and health. Um, and I'm no fitness instructor or dietitian or anything like that. But one of the things I do find with myself and others is if we can start to get to grips with that, particularly if that's drifted over the years. And I don't know about you, I have a phrase called the before you know it phenomenon. And it's happened to me a few times. Before I know it, three years have passed and I've put on another stone or I am no longer, I'm finding the stairs a struggle. And those can be really good key points, keystone points to get some control back, a sense of perspective and, and control and validation in life. So maybe tackling that area can be a good point and eliminating the things we don't want to do and picking the things that we enjoy. And then looking and again, holding up the stories that we're telling ourselves. Are you telling yourself, who am I to think I could do that? Oh, I'll never be me. I don't deserve that. I'm just a, I have to do this. I've got no choice. Those stories are classic stories that manifest themselves when we're experiencing this so-called midlife crisis or these feelings around the is this it question they're the stories that help keep us in our safe place no just keep doing what you're doing you find get through grind through we know this this is safe challenge those stories and recognize that whilst you are working out what you don't want to do testing sharing connecting and and managing by not burning bridges and managing those temptations recognize that we can start to challenge those those stories with a sense of optimism a hope that it needn't be it that there is more that what we are doing now could be better by simply changing our perspective on it and managing a few of the small negative things in life so overall make those changes and focus on how do i constructively manage the feelings rather than crushing them down dismissing them pushing them to one side in which case it's like that slime it'll squeeze out somewhere and end up in the midlife crisis mismanagement and potentially the crisis a genuine crisis which is what we don't want and if anybody's in that place where they feel that they're at that crisis point that's the time to seek help reach out there are loads of resources you can connect with me um, you can uh, reach out to your partner friend family member and if you're not sure how to start the conversation you could start it with i just don't know what it is but i don't feel 
X, Y, and Z. Great, good, whatever. Start the conversation. Even if it's a clumsy start, it's better than nothing. So that's it for this week. I hope that that helps you think about this idea that the, the is this it questions that arise, they're really important. They help us to start to share, to realize that perhaps our life isn't going in the direction that we like and shift and steer our course towards a different and more fulfilling direction. So don't crush those feelings down, otherwise it'll come out elsewhere and could end up in the midlife crisis mismanagement. Catch you on the next episode. I hope you've enjoyed your flight aboard Sprout One. For show notes and information on how to get the podcast feed direct to your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other favorite podcast feed, visit SproutSweater.com. And touchdown.